I can't love that which I do not know. I got to know God, the God of the Bible, as he reveals himself to me. And then I need to discover when I read the word and discover who he is, it actually gives me my identity, my God-given identity. And then when I know who I am, I also know how I'm supposed to live. And so these two questions always bring us back to relationship and how to make sure that our heart is good soil. Because a big part of the Bible is how our heart receives his word and how we have relationship with him and thus live a life that pleases and glorifies his name. Hello and welcome. This is the You Can Learn the Bible podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping to take big ideas and summarize them in short episodes. So what we are here to do is really help you learn the Bible. We do believe that you can learn the Bible, and that is both to mean inspiration, but also tactical and practical help. But before we get into that, my name is Bodie Quirk. I am the founder of the You Can Learn the Bible Academy I am here with my lifelong friend and dear brother, Joey Rosek, and I'm going to let him introduce himself in a second. We'll share a little bit about who we are and why we're doing this, but ultimately it's to equip you. It's to equip you, regardless of your background with the Bible, to learn it better. The whole purpose is to help you become a more confident student of Scripture. Joey, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about who you are, a little bit about your ministry background, how we know each other. I'll share a little bit, and then we'll kind of uh, spend the rest of the episode talking about what we're going to be doing together when it comes to helping you learn the Bible. Yeah, Bodie, it's great to be on this first episode together of what I believe is going to be an exciting journey, discovering the treasure chest that is the Bible. Really, my life was transformed at a young age, the moment I picked up the Bible. It came alive to me when I was a 10-year-old boy. My mom had read through the Bible cover to cover that year and had gotten discipled by one of her childhood friends from New York. We were living in Southern California, and we were invited to a Bible-teaching church, Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, and that's where I would find salvation in Jesus Christ through the the powerful teaching of God's word and the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and then God called me into the ministry. I actually felt a calling on my life to be a pastor when I was about 12 years old. And uh, of course, nowhere ready to engage in the ministry yet in that way. But the Lord has a school of training for all of his servants. And uh, besides the trials and the troubles and the situations and the various schools of learning that God will take us through, the Bible is always the foundation that we build our faith upon. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as I just studied the scriptures day in and day out for many years, the Lord not only brought me into the ministry, Bodhi, but I wound up going to a university called Chapman where you and I first met. And at that time, you weren't even a believer yet following Jesus, but I had the great privilege of sharing my faith with you and and helping you to discover the beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ and all that God has has shown you Bodhi and shown me and it just it's because the Lord is gracious and he wants to reveal himself to us and over the years God has taken me to do pastoral ministry from youth ministry at Calvary Costa Mesa and leading an evangelism ministry to coming to the East Coast in New Jersey where I was a youth pastor there and went on mission trips really all over western Europe Eastern Europe until eventually 
the Lord stirred my heart to move overseas, and I planted a church in Cambridge, England for 10 and a half years. We turned the church over to the British leadership and then came back to Jersey, where we planted a second church, which I'm now the lead pastor of, called Living Springs Fellowship. And so here we are. And, and getting the opportunity to do something exciting like this with you, Bodie, is a blessing, brother. It is a blessing. Yeah. And it's cool, Joey, to hear because, again, God had brought you providentially into my life. I really was not really seeking after to know the Lord, but we met at Chapman. Joey led me to Christ and discipled me, was one of the first people that discipled me. And I went into ministry. I was 20 years as a pastor, first a youth pastor, then a teaching pastor. But I really have always felt that there, there's a missing area of training. And so I stepped down from just working as a pastor because you do lots of other things besides just teaching the Bible when you're a pastor. So I really felt like if yeah. I could maybe Amen. help equip the church by forming an online Bible academy, it really would help maybe reach people and teach some of those missing fundamentals. So that's really what the You Can Learn the Bible Academy is all about, is really trying to help people see the glory of God and really help them see and understand some of the fundamentals of scripture. So the website is at youcanlearnthebible.com. And so this podcast is, of course, a ministry within that. But the whole premise here is we want to help equip you to know the Bible. So whether you join the academy or just listen to this podcast, what we want to do is we want to act as though Joey and I get to sit down with you for 30 minutes and we have got to really distill everything that we have ever learned and studied or taught about either a particular book or a topic down to the key insights, the core ideas, and we want to help deliver those to you in an easy to approach and an easy to implement manner so that you could take this to a Bible study group or you could use this to help prepare if you're a teacher in a church. But we want this to be very distilled and to be a blessing for you. So that's kind of the goal for the podcast is to really help give you some guidance, some advice, but also some very practical things to focus on as you go to teach the Word. Because ultimately, this is about you and your ministry, not about us. Yeah, and amen. You know, Bodhi, just to add, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in New Jersey. You're in California. We're on two right. opposite coasts. But how did the gospel get all the way over here when it started in Israel 2,000 years ago? This is all about the Great Commission. Jesus called us it. to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And of course, that involves teaching all the things that Christ has given to us. And that's my passion. I want to see people come to Jesus and then become like Jesus. And the Word of God is the sanctifying reality of how that happens with the work of the Holy Spirit. So this is going to be a great opportunity for people to understand the value of a podcast like this, to take you through the whole Bible, book by book, in summaries with the key insights. And um, and Bodhi, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Like, what, what do we uh, have in, in this uh, great journey ahead as we're thinking through this? We want to help, again, distill and summarize. So what we're going to do is we are going to do an entire book in an episode. For example, if you were studying Joshua or if you were studying Romans, we want to give you a single distilled resource that would help mm -hmm. you say, oh my goodness, I really feel like I know what I need to know to either teach or to study this book. That's the goal. However, we also want to do, we want to zoom up one level above just the individual books to talk about the groups of books that we find in the Bible. For example, Joey, what would be an example of a grouping of books that we find in the Bible? You know, we have, we have the, the first five books are the Pentateuch. And so we have the books of Moses that give us not only the origins with Genesis, Bereshit, the origins of the world and the universe and us, but also we, we see there's genres like the pr prophetic books, 
We have the poetry books. And so the Bible's broken down into these different genres, and it's really helpful for people to know what kind of book am I reading? Where does this fit in the bigger picture of God's Word? And the more questions that can be answered when you're approaching the Bible like that, you're going to be able to get into the context. You're going to join into the pages of Scripture and get right into these moments and understand this is an inspired book of God, but it's written by 40 different men over three different continents in three different languages, primarily Hebrew and Greek, but some Aramaic. And, uh, and it's exciting when you get into the text of Scripture because the Bible is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. We want people to understand where we're at in the journey when we're in these different books. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. That was beautiful. And so so imagine three different levels of breadth and depth, right? So you have the broadest view. If you were up on a mountain, you could be able to see the furthest. We actually want to help give you a view of the whole Bible uh, as if you were standing on a mountain and you could see the whole thing at once. So we're going to do some episodes on that. That would be like the highest of the three levels. The, the middle ones we just talked about would be approaching the groups like like the Torah or the prophetic books or the gospels or any of that as a genre? What do they offer us as a group? But then also, I think the real value is going to be, hey, I'm going to teach through Mark, and I'd really love to know what do I need to know about the book of Mark or the book of Ephesians, things like that. And so that would be like an episode for an individual book. And so our goal with this podcast is to really help equip you with training at each of those levels. So we're going to do some that are broad. We're going to do some that are more genre-based, and then but the great majority is going to be individual books. And so when we talk about those particular types of episodes, we have a format that we're going to work through with each episode. What I mean is each episode is going to give you same checklist of essential things. And so the first one here, let me just introduce them, Joey, and you feel free to add in anything you want. But to start studying a book, we have to start with some of the basic details. So we call this number one, essential details, author, who wrote it? When did they write it? What was going on when they wrote it? Sometimes these are the things, surprisingly, we would think are obvious, but a lot of times people just, they jump right over when they just start reading. These are really important things to give us an understanding of the context and the setting. So anything that you see up there, Joey, why is this important before we start reading to understand some of these essential details? Because these are real people and real events and God is communicating his heart to us and his will to us through these people and events, when you understand what was happening at the time it was written, and you grasp what God was communicating to those original authors and through those original authors, you really get the understanding of not only a proper, what we would say, exegesis, where we're really interpreting the Bible rightly, but we're also getting the advantage of being able to see how these different books fit into the meta narrative of the Bible, because the Bible is basically communing one unified message, which is about Jesus Christ, his mission to gather children from all over the world, every tribe, tongue, and nation, that he might express his glory through us. And we really need to understand, to get the most out of every book of the Bible, what those specific details are, so that we're not making assumptions that are false. I mean, imagine if somebody, you know, was eavesdropping in on a conversation you had with a friend, but they had no idea of the backdrop and no idea of the background, and they took some of your words out of context. Nobody wants to be misunderstood. Listen, God's word should never be misunderstood. We need to understand it in its proper context, its historical background, but more importantly, in the inspired integrity of what God is communicating 
to us about his son and his plan for our lives. I love it. You mentioned something that's important, and that's our next one, is that people sometimes think that the Bible is like its own mysterious genre, right? As if it doesn't follow the rules of normal literature. Yes, it is inspired, but it doesn't mean magical, and it doesn't mean that we don't approach it like we would other things. But there, of course, are things that set the Bible apart from everything else, of course. But here, to understand just some of these essential details, we want to start with these first. But you had mentioned something important, and that's our next one, which is storyline. That's number two. So once we understand some of the basics about who the author is, how long the book is, where it falls in the books, we remember that the Bible is a meta narrative. to use your phrase. I think that's a great phrase. It is a chronological history. Now, the Bible isn't exactly chronological. That's where some of the genres and groupings come in that we'll explain as we go. But the question we want to ask with number two, after we talk about some of those essential details is, where does this book fit in the story? And a story has a beginning, middle, and an end. We have a place in right. that story now. But why is this important to know the role of this of a particular book from a story perspective, as well as from a basic details perspective? Yeah, like any good story, there's a beginning, there's a central plot and various themes within, and there's an ending. And then, of course, you have the central figures. Well, the, 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 the key figure of the entire Bible is Jesus. And isn't it interesting that when we think of Jesus as revealed in Scripture, we know he is fully divine and he's fully human. So to marry your last two points, there is plain language in the Bible where there's hyperbole, metaphor, analogy, there's even some sarcasm. There's times when there's just typical ways that people communicate in any book where you're referring back to events, um, but the Bible's divine, so it also looks forward to events. The Bible actually tells history before it even happens. So it has a divine nature, just as it has a normal, plain human reality to it in the sense of the way that we understand life. It shows us that this book is not just from man. It is a book from God. And it was God-breathed. It is inspired by God. And so when you understand the divine origin of the Bible, but, but being expressed through human authors, and then you realize there's one major storyline unfolding, it, it allows you not to get lost by a tree and forget that you're in the middle of a forest and that there's a reason why you're in the forest in the first place. We have a destination in mind, and God wants us to see the big picture as well as the details within. Oh, that's so good. And I think too, we often start with ourselves and then say, God, how can you come into me and my world? When there's, that's not all bad, but the storyline element helps us reminder that God has brought us into his story. And, and so that's what's so wonderful is that there are parts, Joey, as you said so well, there are things that have happened that we must know, but there are also things that are yet to happen that we also must know. So the, the element of storyline is important. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, the opening and ending of the scriptures just confirm that. We open up the Bible and it says, in the beginning, God. This is a book about God and God communicating himself to us. God doesn't exist for us. We exist for God and his glory. Then the Bible ends in Revelation telling us that this same God is coming back to this earth and spirit and the bride, which we're going to discover is the collection of the people who have put their faith and trust in Jesus, the spirit and the bride say come. So there's this longing for what is still to come, that we're made for another world. And yet God gives us all the revelation we need while we're in this world. So it, the Bible is truly 
God's revelation to man for all that we need to know for life and godliness in this world. It's Yeah, so there are some literary elements, but there are also some divine elements. What we don't want to miss either. We want to have both Amen. in their right relationship. So, Amen. so the first, so every episode, we want to make sure that we could very quickly orient you to some of the essential details, the things like the date, the author, where it was written, what's going on. Those are important. We also want to orient you to the storyline, which we're going to talk about. After this episode, what we want to do is before we even start getting into the books, like I said, we're going to approach this from a couple different levels. We're actually going to go all the way to the top and view the entire story and look at some of the major events. So that's going to be coming there too. So if you've never even heard the Bible as a connected uh, meta-narrative, we want to help equip you with that first before we start placing the books. Because once you understand that framework, you're going to be so well set up to really understand the role that each book plays because these are not independent things. They are connect. They're part of a connected whole. So that's number two. And, and then and then we have number three. Now we want to talk about, we're going to getting starting broad and going more narrow. So number three is structure. And so here we want to just understand what are some of the major turning points or structures within the book? So for example, like Joey, why is this important? If we read a book like Romans or we read a book like, maybe Proverbs or Ephesians, they have different structures and the structure plays a role. Why should we understand the structure when we study a Bible book? Yeah, that, that's a great question. When you think about the different genres of books and how it's structured and how it's presented, you mentioned Romans and Ephesians, which are epistles. Now, epistles are letters written by the apostles, the very eyewitnesses of Jesus who heard his teachings, who observed his life. They were witnesses of the resurrection. Some of the uh, apostles or writings of scripture were written by those who were directly connected to those eyewitnesses. But Romans and Ephesians will often start off with laying down positional truth. They'll give us the essential foundations that we need to be rooted in. Sometimes I call that the downward growth or the things that pin us down and anchor us. But then it goes into practical. It goes from position to practical, and it will help us to actually see the upward growth. The fruit of our life should be because of what we're rooted in. So the root determines the fruit, and the structure of the book is often showing us that. The structure of the book lays down foundations like the first three chapters of Ephesians, where the next three chapters of Ephesians are all practical. And Romans, which is a treatise of Christian doctrine, an amazing book that Paul wrote to establish the plan of salvation to help us understand what the Christian life means as it relates to its history and then what it looks like centered on Jesus and then how that affects first the nation of Israel and then us in the Gentile world who have been influenced by the gospel and transformed and then how we live accordingly. But then you go to a book like Proverbs or Psalms and these are very different kind of books. Proverbs is a, is a book of wise quotes. I love the Proverbs. You get to hear individual little nuggets of truth in, as Charles Spurgeon once said, three things make a proverb, shortness, sense, and salt. You need all three of those things together to get these great quotes from different practical areas of life. And uh, of course, Psalms is the Jewish hymn book and uh, books of prayers and expressions of the human condition as we reorientate our lives back to God and discover his purpose and plan for our life through those beautiful expressions. And all of these books have different structures and forms. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I, 
I like the idea of, of kind of go wide and then we want to go deep, right? We want to go wide and we want to understand the role of the whole. And then we want to go deep and say, we want to really just make sure you understand this particular book. That was really good. And you're right because structure has to do with intent, the goal of the book in the first place, which is would fall with number one. We talk about some of the essential details. The structure is going to be the way that the author's intent is played out. And so we want to make sure we're taking notice of that when it pertains to the intent of the author, what they wanted to communicate, which of course the Holy Spirit inspired for our benefit and for the benefit of the church. Okay. So structure is going to be important, right? So so just kind of reviewing here. So we have, so number one, we want to make sure, so each episode, we're going to start by talking about some of the essential details. We then want to talk about where it fits in the storyline briefly. So you know that we want to go into the structure of the book, but then number four, our themes and ideas. So what major concepts do we find in this book? Now, this is important because sometimes there's a major theme, but we don't know to look for it. So what we want to do is for each and every book and each and every genre set, we want to make sure that we, we that the most important things are, were mentioned first and that you know to mm -hmm. look for them. So for example, right. Joey, just taking a book like Galatians, there's some very strong and important themes in there, such like the role of law and gospel and the role of the spirit in the life of the Christian. So why do you think we want, we want to make sure we are on the lookout for themes and ideas when it comes to helping people, help equip people to study each book or each genre group? Yeah, you mentioned Galatians, where, where you see that Paul the Apostle writes to this region of Galatia about making sure they understand the simplicity of, hey, we're leaving the law now and we're entering into grace. We're seeing that Christ didn't come to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill. And it's a forward-thinking book. It's teaching us how to now live in the spirit and not go backwards, whether it be in a legalistic or heavy yoke kind of mindset to go back to perfect ourselves by works or by the hearing of, by the law, but rather the hearing of faith that, that our trust is now in Jesus, in his finished work. And it's so important, this idea of themes and ideas, the Bible books will present themselves to us that way. But you made a really good point, Bodhi. Sometimes when you approach the book and you have an understanding of the theme ahead of time, you can begin to understand why Paul or one of the apostles that are writing the books are laying these things down the way they are. You know, it's interesting. We go to a library and you look up um, a section in a library when you want to, or even a bookstore. Let's say you go into a Barnes and Noble or some kind of bookstore and you're looking for a certain kind of book. Well, the library or the bookstore has things set apart in different categories. But within those categories, there's some really good books on those things. And there's some books you might want to pass by. There's nothing in the Bible that you'd want to pass by. So it's there for a reason. And if you think about it, the Bible is a library. It's a bookstore of 66 books, all inspired by God. Everyone given to collectively see the big story, which is why it's one book. But the 66 books have these different themes and ideas to help see the, the one story from different angles and developments. So I think that's probably one way I would put it. Yeah. And they teach us different parts or facets of the character and nature of God as well. Yes. So we can see some of his holy jealousy with the prophets, right? And we can see 
his sacrificial love in the gospels through the work of his son. So to get to understand the themes and ideas is to really, truly deepen and sweeten your faith because you are linking yourself to God himself. And that's really the goal. Amen. You can learn the Bible. That's not the real goal. The real goal is that you would be enthralled with who God is and that you would link your life to him in every way you possibly can. But the Bible Amen. is what God has given to us to make that a reality. So that's why number four is important. So again, so we have number one, essential details. Each each episode, we want to give you the details, the storyline, the structure, talk about the themes and ideas. And then there's two questions that we want to ask once we've done all of this work, because these kind of build on one another. The first question is this one. And we want to ask, what does this book teach us about God? And then, so I'm going to bundle these two, Joey. I'd love to get your thoughts on why we think sure. these need to be included in each and every episode about the book. First question is number five, about God. What does it teach us about God? And then number six, what does this offer us? What does it offer our Christian life? Because those go together, but they're not the same thing. Unpack that a little bit for us. I'm going to go back to number five here. Yeah, what I love about packing these two together, Bodhi, is the Christian faith is all about relationship. Uh, we're going to get into this as we look at the big picture of the Bible, but it's a covenant between two parties, two uh, different people or groups of people. And so when you talk about God and us, of course, we don't exist without God. He's first. Everything in the Christian life is a response to him, but it's also in relationship with him. And so we have to think, what is the Bible communicating to us about who God is? I can't love that which I do not know. Right. I got to know God, the God of the Bible, as he reveals himself to me. And then I need to discover when I read the word and discover who he is, it actually gives me my identity, my God-given identity. And then when I know who I am, I also know how I'm supposed to live. And so these two questions always bring us back to relationship and how to make sure that our heart is good soil. Because a big part of the Bible is how our heart receives his word and how we have relationship with him and thus live a life that pleases and glorifies his name. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's because again, because the, the whole point is transformation. Information is part of transformation, but information alone is not our goal. Transformation right. is our goal. But transformation can't happen without information. We can't, otherwise God would just magically just make us like him, right? But he uses this process of learning and growth, of unlearning our sinful default and learning what it means to walk in the spirit. So once we understand the books on their terms and we start to talk about the ideas, we now want to, we want it to seep into our hearts and our minds and our lives so that we become new people. That's really the whole goal. So this process is designed to kind of, each one sets up the next one. Number five, of course, what do we need to know about God? Because you're right, Joey, what we need to know about our own Christian life is a result. It's a derivative right. of what we just learned about God. So then Amen. this is, now we're getting into application. How do we apply the universal beauty and truth of scripture to our life, our struggles, our challenges now? So that's number, that's number six. And then the last one, each episode, I think it will be fun, would be just to share some things that we personally love. Each of us have taught through probably all these books, if not multiple mm -hmm. times. There are certain things that, that God, I think, just sweetens our hearts toward. But why do you think this could be helpful? Why do people care what we think? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not our opinions that matter. It's the truth of God's scripture that matters. But because the scripture so transforms lives, I've been a believer for 36 years walking with Jesus. And 23 of those years, I've been a full-time pastor. I've been on the West Coast, the East Coast in America, overseas, like I said, in the UK and back. And some of my favorite things are changing all the time because 
different contexts of life make the Bible come to life in different ways. So there are certain books of the Bible that have ministered to me at different times, certain scripture verses that have just jumped off the pages and touched my heart at different times. And so like when you ask, what's your favorite, there's certain things I can always say about those books, but then there's those things that are just so present. It's, this is what God is showing me right now. This is how God is communicating these truths to my heart in this practical situation. Because the Bible is a book that we go from the revelation of scripture and understanding the interpretation of what we're reading and so forth, but to an application of living it out in our lives. And since our lives is always changing, Bodhi, right? We know this, life will always change, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Jesus Christ never changes. His word never changes, but it yet has so much scope of discovery that there's so many favorite things we can bring out. And a lot of times our favorite things are just things we've observed really carefully that other people may not have seen. It's great to hear what people love about the scriptures. I heard someone said, people sometimes say, I don't have anything to teach, or I don't know enough about the Bible to maybe help somebody else. But somebody once said, hey, just think about where you were a year ago. What? Because you know at least something that you didn't know then. Somebody is True. there right now, right? So we're not where we're going to be, but we are also further along in our journey. So all we're doing in, with this question here is like you said, sharing what is alive and present for us now. And then it'll be fun years down the road to compare what God is doing. But the living element of the word can't be understated. There are some textual, there are some storyline, there are some structure, there's some idea elements to the Bible. But ultimately, like you said, it is living. And that's why it's so important when you read the text that you read it in relationship with God, because that is where you benefit from the most. And so we want all the elements, we want all cylinders firing, right, Joey? We want to make sure they understand all the, some of the literary elements, some of the structure elements, but to only stop there is to miss the transformation element. So that's really what the, that's what the academy is designed to do. Or if that's something that you'd be interested in doing, this is all of these things put into a private community, really starting where you were at and then helping you grow and doing that. But ultimately this podcast is intended once we get to the end is to be able to give you essential truth, easy to digest, start with the most important things first so that you can accelerate your growth and so that you can really experience the transformation that's promised. Jesus talked about living water, and, 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 and we have both experienced a genuine, permanent course correction that Jesus has done in our lives. But there has been, there's been a learning journey along with that, Joey. And so just I'd love to hear any final thoughts you have about just the role of learning and how we grow as Christians, because that's really our ultimate goal. And then in our next episode, we'll tell you what we're going to do. I mentioned it earlier. How does learning play a role in transformation? We're always learning. And, and as a Bible teacher, I'm a Bible student first. Mm. So for me, the day I stop learning, the day I should have stopped teaching. Because you see, we freely receive from God and then we freely give. And so we want people to get so excited about it. If there's something you're going to devote your life to, if you want to master something, get to know God's holy word. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And Amen. so if God has given us a written revelation of himself in the history of the world, and of course, all of history is really his story, 
then how can we not want to be a part of it? How can we not want to get into it and share it with the world? So I'm excited about the journey, buddy. I think this is a great starter to just give people an idea and a taster of what they're going to experience. But ultimately the goal is that as you hear all this understanding about the Bible, it's that you will taste and see that the Lord is good. Yep. Ultimately, that is the goal, is that you would be transformed by the word because we have been transformed. And so as you, if you're just starting on this first episode, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, but ultimately it also helps you get notified anytime that we have a new episode. So our episodes are going to come about every other week, but ultimately the goal is going to be you can learn the Bible. You can, and we are here to help you. This is your story. It's not ours, but we want to be here as guides, as, as, as friends, just kind of along your journey saying, Hey, check this out. Look for this. Make sure you don't miss this so that you can make the most of your time in God's word. So thank you for your time, Joey. What are we doing next week or next, uh, next episode, episode two, the next episode is going to be a great launch pad. We are going to take the entire Bible and we're going to basically give you a summary of it in 30 minutes. We're going to walk you through the meta-narrative, the big picture of the Bible, and to help you to see what is the eternal purpose of God, what is the central message, and how can we see what the big purpose and picture of God is for our lives, because the Bible is communicating to us uh, what God's heart is for every man, woman, and child. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be an incredible 30-minute summary. That's right. Episode two. So the entire Bible in 30 minutes. So we will, we'll see you next time. May God bless your love and study of the word. And until we meet again, grace and peace. And uh, we'll see you later. Amen. Amen.